Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. Honor Art's on again. And Yuki is on with me today. <laughs> hello, uh, everybody. That's at, least what Tre- <laughs> that's at least what Trevor's going by today on his uh, podcast name here. Uh, hey, Yuki, how you doing? <laughs> doing well. Um, I saw an AI-generated picture of Yuki with like the best mustache ever, so I figured I'd... Uh... Give him a shout out on the <laughs> Giuseppe, Giuseppe Sonora. But hey, yeah, how was uh how it's been a while, man. It's been four weeks since we last spoke. What trouble have you been up to? Uh not not too much trouble, I don't think. Um last week my brother was in town, so I had a blast hanging out in the city with him, checking out uh checking out the sites, having some some New York City slices of pizza and checking out a few bars as well. So it's a good time. Well, we, we always get the slices, whether or not we have stranger in town or not. We still <laughs> go for true. the slices. I think every true. weekend, there's not a weekend where I don't get a slice. Uh, yeah, it's probably yeah, the same thing for me. I got to try to start working out more, though. But uh, <laughs> don't we yeah, we're not here to discuss that. Uh, we got uh, a lot of action coming up starting this Friday uh, with the return of Formula One. So what but is the, nevertheless? Let's talk about the format for this weekend because there's some changes. I think uh, you're probably more up to speed on them than I am. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's some more action. The FIA never and and Formula One never stops to deliver. I think it's all to promote action, uh, which I appreciate. You know, uh, whether they made the change or not, I think you and I were still going to watch. Uh, the old format, as we all know. Uh, Baku is a sprint weekend, and on spring weekends, originally you'd have uh, FP1 Friday morning, followed by qualifying, and that qualifying will set up the grid for uh, for the sprint on uh, um, on I believe Saturday, and then you'd have an FP2 session Saturday afternoon or something, or Saturday morning before the sprint. And then you'd have the ultimate race on Sunday. But the sprint was kind of like an adjustment to the sprint where where you ended up in the sprint is where you started the race. So FIA, Formula One, the team principals, they all sat down. They're like, hey, I can we make this more interesting. Uh, so the new format for this weekend will be Friday, you get FP1 for an hour. Um, sorry, engineers. Uh, you have to figure out your car at that point. In the afternoon, you'll have quality as usual, but this time, this quality, it's only uh, it's only going to be useful for the race on Sunday. So wherever you qualify on Saturday, on Friday, it determines your grid position for the race on Sunday. And then on Saturday, instead of FP2, we now have a sprint qualifying. So we'll get more action where you're, you're going to try to qualify your car for the sprint in the afternoon. And in the afternoon, you have a 17-lap sprint. Uh, and then on Sunday, with the grid that you, grid position you got Saturday morning. And then Sunday, you go back to the grid position you got Friday to do your race. 50, 51 laps, I believe. So, yeah, it's a different format, a lot more action. I think as a fan, you probably want that. Uh, because if you're a ticket holder, you know that you go on Friday, you're going to see some quality action. You go on Saturday, you're going to see a race, and you're going to see another quality action. And Sunday, you're going to see a full-blown race. And the other beauty of it is uh, 
the the they don't they don't there's no correlation between the sprint and and the race because they're independent qualities. So I think that that for me I think was cool. But no, now that I kind of explained it to you, what's your take on that? I like it. I think it should be interesting. Um, I, I I like the sprint races. I think they're interesting. We've had a few of them so far. Um, but one common criticism about them, which is largely true, I would say, is that uh, the drivers don't want to take too many risks, especially if you're you know, in one of the cars that should be finishing in the front anyway. It's a lot of times like eh, maybe yeah. you're better off not taking a risk and start in a better like be in a safer starting position during the race and you've got a lot more laps to make up positions and whatnot. Um so it kind of seems like they're trying to address that, uh that pushback, I mm-hmm. guess. And it it should be interesting. Yeah. I, I hope it works. I think what what were the sprint races this year? Um, I know there's six of them. I know Baku is the first one. I know we have one in Kota. Um, does Imola have another one this year? Because Imola is like back to back. I don't know if Imola has another one this year. I believe Spa is going to have one this year. Brazil is going to have one. I'm missing a, a one last sprint. I know there's six. If I got my order correct, but yeah, six six sprints and. And if uh, if this format is true, uh, it's going to be interesting. I haven't bought tickets for Coda yet. Hopefully, there's one somewhere I can find. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be. I'm I'm, I'm reconsidering going to Coda. So nice. yeah, it's going to be interesting. This new format. Uh, will you go? Do you want to go to Coda? <laughs> I could potentially be down. Yeah, that sounds like a blast. Um, yeah. if, it, if it fits with right, the work schedule, I'm totally, totally up for it. Yeah. So I've got a list of the sprint races right here. Um, Baku, All right. Spa, Coda, mm-hmm. uh, Qatar, mm-hmm. Austria, and Brazil. Ooh. Austria Qatar. seems like it's a good a good spot for one. Yeah, Red Bull Ring is always a good one. Uh, Austria is always fantastic. So no Imola this year. Yeah, the race, the, the sprint race at Imola last year was kind of weird, right? In the rain and and it was just it's hard to overtake in Imola in general. So it was a hard, it was a tough one to have a, a race at. So I'm glad we don't have Imola this year. But yeah, nevertheless, exciting format. Uh, speaking of Baku, and I know Baku is a tough one, right? For me, you mentioned team principals and and especially the Red Bull team principal wasn't really enthused about the idea, bless you, about the idea of yeah. having a sprint race this weekend. Uh, because yeah, it's a it's a it's a street circuit from everything we've listed here, right? Baku is the only one that's a street circuit. And we all know Baku always there's an accident. You know, Lonstro had one in in practice last year in quality and had another one during the race. You know, it's it's one of them. It's one of them tracks where the wall is right there. You're going super fast. It's like, are we going to see a good sprint? I don't know. Uh, so that's that's one where I'm a little bit cautious of overall what what output uh, we're going to get from that sprint race. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. And um, if I were a team principal and we're kind of responsible for you know, paying to repair these cars after after they get damaged. I probably wouldn't want to have a sprint race in, in Baku either, but I think for the fans, um, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, especially if you if the damage is, is big enough, you know, you you have uh you have to try to repair that overnight. And I think for, for Formula E fans, they'll probably look at us and laugh, right? Because 
almost all of their races are on street circuits and 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 they do back to back they do a race on saturday and they do a race on sunday right so i guess it's possible but cross cost cap era and everything i think it's uh it's pushing it that's one thing where i, I kind of agree with christian horner on not wanting to do a race here but eh, we're we're committed now it's one of my favorite circuits on the calendar so i'm like pretty excited that uh that there's going to be a sprint yeah. race i think it's really interesting how uh the first and third sector it's a lot of straight lines and 90 degree corners and they're reaching pretty high speeds yeah. and then the entire sector two is like a a kind of a mini Monaco in a way where it's really narrow, twisty. And uh, I, th- I think it's a, has brings a cool uh, characteristic to the track when you've got to kind of deal and, with uh, everything. Yeah. It's a, it's a challenge. It's uh it's going to be exciting. Um, and uh, <laughs> look at going, thinking of thinking ahead, like who do you think it's going to, it's going to be uh, strong here. Uh, I'm thinking Checo Perez. I'm thinking, the Red Bull comes out, you know, still being strong here. Yeah. Uh, who do you think? I think, it, I think Aston Martin's going to be strong here. Both, uh, both Alonso and Stroll have been good here in the past. Um, Alonso, yeah. I think it was 2018. He was able to bring the car. It only had three wheels on it for like most of a lap. He got it back around into the pit, got it fixed, ended up scoring points um, in a car that was yeah. pretty slow to begin with. So, um, you know, he's good here and Stroll has gotten some of his best results of his career. I've been in Baku. Yeah. So I think yeah, Aston Martin's going to be an interesting race. team to watch. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. I think with the car they have now, very competitive, they've got time over the winter break to kind of bring some upgrades or, or do some more development on the car. I think it's going to, this race is going to be very exciting and we could probably see, a little bit of shuffling around and especially in that midfield pack where everybody was super close. I think having four weeks to kind of develop your car or fix your car or look at problems a little bit closely, we we could walk into this race with uh with a little bit of uh reshuffle uh, in the order. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting race. Uh and and we'll there'll be a ton of surprises. Speaking of uh Speaking of Fernand, uh, Fernando Alonso and uh, and uh, Aston Martin, have you heard the rumor? Um, what's this Taylor Swift thing? I've heard the rumor and I love it. I think it's hilarious. He um, even posted something on TikTok today. Oh, did uh, he? With uh, with one of her with one of her songs, Zach, and then he does a wink, wink to the to the to the camera. It's super funny, man. He's milking it hard. I don't think there's anything there. I think somebody just started a rumor and it's as you know the internet takes loves these type of rumors and just inflates it and uh, sure. just loving the publicity yeah so yeah well anyways i'd love to see her at a at a racetrack though uh wearing green in an aston garage why not yeah and maybe a, maybe a green camoa hat who knows um <laughs> but if the rumor is true then i think it'll actually probably help uh grow f1 and among uh, American viewers, um, she's got she's got quite a bit of fans out there. She might have more fans than anybody else, really. Hey. So, <laughs> if you're going to tap into somebody's so, yeah. fan base, why not hers? I completely agree, but uh, yeah, it's 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 been funny, and that's what happens usually, man. We get four weeks off racing. There's all sorts of uh, 
weird news that pops up last year during the winter break we had the whole piastri thing um i think this is definitely going to be a drive to survive material here this whole uh did he break up with his girlfriend is that what happened or yeah they broke up at the same time right from what i heard i uh, I and then somebody just leaked some weird conspiracy theory and all of a sudden uh Alonzo is uh is dating uh uh, uh Taylor Swift. Interesting. If it's, if Interesting. It's not true. Alonzo is the one who leaked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't see him doing I, I something like that. <laughs> Do you remember last year where he was saying he was on a beach somewhere or he was in like Spain, but at this but they see him in Spain or in, in on a beach, vice versa. I don't know which order it was, but like during the whole fiasco thing. He was just like, you know, just like trolling everybody. But beautiful. Love Fernando. Looking forward to seeing them uh, drive this weekend. Uh, I think there was some commentary about uh, from from Max saying that, you know, Fernando deserves a lot more than what he's had during his career. A lot more, you know, wins. and, and But we all know, you know, at, it's it's tough. There's a lot of drivers on the grid that, that – deserve more as well but just the decisions yeah. that you make the car I forget, you're in I forget the exact influence. I forget the exact numbers but Alonso on his career he's like 5 points away from being a five-time world champion so like yes. he's he's like kind of been unfortunate in really well, close man. battles like mul- multiple times in the past so I think it's fair to say he probably maybe deserves a little bit more yeah, he does, and and he's shown that he's he's super qualified and sh- still can win. You know, I remember when he went to do the the WEC series for a while and and won Le Mans uh, while he was taking off from Formula One. The guy, and he's still up there. You know, at forty two, I believe, and still, you know, pushing it, pushing it harder than I'm pretty sure. The numbers don't tell you the full story, but like Ocon was properly built, was probably beat last year. He he smacked. The heck out of Ocon, uh, if we, we we pointed just for failure, yeah. um, and this year he's he's giving a he's giving a spanking to Lonstro. Let's be honest here, man. Lonstro can say he's injured and everything, but Fernando's on another level with that car. But uh, yeah, I mean, Fernando he's also talk. he's also giving giving Ferrari a spanking so far as well. I mean, Leclerc's been a little bit unlucky two of the races he didn't finish, but Science has finished every race and. Alonso is destroying him on points. Yeah. Speaking of signs, <laughs> another another break break debacle or break break controversy, I would say. Uh, on the 18th, right last Tuesday, uh, they went back to the court to con- kind of like contest the the penalty, the five second penalty, mm-hmm. uh, and they were politely told uh, that nope, you didn't bring no new evidence, so. Uh, we're not going to reopen the case or revisit. So the, the penalty stands. So as as of now, uh, he is getting his five point penalty, five point five second penalty, and he's and he's out of the points still. And Yuki, uh, you're still in the points, my friend. So uh, at least it helps somebody. That's true. Yeah. So. Speaking of Ferrari, what do you think they they come out? Well, wait before uh, before we before we move on to that, what do you think? Uh, do you agree with the decision to not change the penalty? What are your thoughts on that? <sighs> you know, 
I, let's 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 go back to how furious I was after uh, when we did the recap uh, for Australia. Like, I I don't think that penalty stands. Um, I think if if you look at if the rate if the lap did not exist, if there was two other incidents that didn't get penalized, why is signs penalized for a lap that did not exist and everybody else that got into a shunt that day did not didn't get any punishment like i think it's so unfair but i think with everything fia is once the decision is made and we've moved on and we've sealed the results we're not going back to change it you know if you don't get a change the day of or by the next race uh, or, or as a result of new evidence, I think that's a fair yeah. kind of piece of that rule. Like, if if you've got new evidence that can maybe sway their decision, okay, we'll see. Yeah. But I, I think if it if you're just going back to them and making the same argument that you made a week or two same ago, argument. yeah, that was tough, right? And I don't know what evidence could have you brought could 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 sign uh, in this use. case. I don't, I don't know, think but... I don't think anything really. Yeah. <sighs> It's it's tough. It's tough, but uh, it's 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 uh, it's sealed now. Uh, but let's just hope it, it's they can discuss this and 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 kind of come to an agreement so that future decisions like that don't get made. I think, quite frankly, that's that's kind of my hope at this point from from this misfortune. Um, yeah, uh, you want to talk Ferrari? Let's do it. Charles Leclerc. <coughs> Yeah, um, he's had a rough start. To it's, the Baku. Year. <laughs> it's Baku. It's <laughs> Baku. He's been he's been stupid in Baku in the past, yeah. <laughs> particularly yeah. around the castle section. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect from him. Um, will the Baku curse continue? I hope not. Yeah, I don't uh, know. But hard Charles, to I hope you've been working out and you've been praying, man, because. It's not going to get any easier this year. Uh, you're going to have to fight hard. Uh, he doesn't have he doesn't have the quickest car like he did at this point of the season last year. And he's on, uh, he's on six points so, after three races. It's yeah, really so. really tough start for uh, definitely not the sort of start he was. He probably wouldn't have been happy to find out he only got six points in any of those three races. Like let alone to only be on six points yeah. after three races. But you know, maybe we just, we the the season always balances out, uh, as we all know in F one. So, so having a tough start of the season doesn't determine your fate for the rest of the season. So I I, I do hope he'll eventually bounce back, and we'll be we'll be fighting, we'll be happier. There's brighter days ahead. Uh, so I I do see at some point a reversal in fortune, and uh and 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 uh, Leclerc will will. We'll be on the the flip side of the of of the coin, and we'll we'll benefit from uh, a bit of good luck. So let's just hope it starts at back in Baku, and that he doesn't hit something uh, near the castle section. <laughs> right. But he, he has a, he has two he has two quality sessions to do it. He has two two race sessions to do it. So I don't know. Oh, the odds of a shot are higher, man. Right, so, definitely, especially with the walls so close in Baku. 
Um, why don't we move who on to Mercedes? What's up? Who hits the wall first in general? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If you had that's, to guess. Uh, yeah, that's such a tough one. Um, probably Magnuson. <laughs> Magnuson? Oh, dude. Albon already did his mistake this year. Um, something is telling me like Yuki or somebody's gonna make. I could see that. Yeah. I could see. I could see one of those Yuki. two guys. Right, because because Logan made his mistake a few times already. He made so, he did something in 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 Saudi Arabia where he crossed the line while he was trying to qualify and then oh, that's he right. just went he just couldn't control his uh, emotion and the, that whole session went to 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 be Jesus there and then he did something similar in Australia right where you know what was his mistake yeah he just went into the freeze he just went straight and, into the during the last race <laughs> Yeah, so it's it, it won't surprise me if he did something again, but uh, I haven't seen anything major from uh, from my boys at uh, Alphatari. So I think my bet would be something from my one of my Alphatari kids. So okay, we'll see. nice. So what? Let's uh, move on to Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah, what do you what do you think? Oh, another 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 spring break uh, uh, drama, I would say. So, for those of you who don't know, we have a scapegoat, Mike Elliott. <laughs> uh, just got promoted, actually. It's, it's, that's, that's a good way to be a scapegoat, though. If you get promoted uh, to chief technical officer, um, he takes the job of um, James Allison, who was previous CTO. Uh, he gets less responsibilities. Um and uh, Mike, uh, James Allison comes back to chief technical director uh, in charge of designing uh, which what I would think would be next year's car. Uh, and, uh, and Mike Elliott just gets fired but gets retained uh, and uh, gets to stick around and do something where he's, he's – uh, Less under pressure from the from the media, less attacked, and because the whole zero side uh, zero side pod um, criticism was all on him. Even though we yeah. all know it was a group effort, you see, they're going to look uh, like the smartest guy ever, the dumbest guy ever, and it happened to not work. So he gets like all of the blame for it. Yeah, well, when I think you know, yes, he's the he was he's the current chief technical director, but like. The car concept was has started a few years before he got that, you know, a few months before he got the job under Allison's uh, guard, right? So, like, it we could all we could all we could all argue was the the idea originated already since during Allison's time, and and Mike Elliott just had to like take the brunt of it, and because that was his responsibility, he he took he took one for the team, and and. He's had enough, and he's decided to say, "Hey guys, yeah, Allison, come back and take care of your car here because I'm done. I I don't want to keep getting that question about you know the zero side part. Uh, the zero side part. Are you going to take it away? Are you going to change it? So, I guess yeah. But at least the team culture is keeping him there. Uh, we'll see. That's not that's not a magic bullet. I think that's going to fix the car uh, uh, as soon as the decision was made. But I think." 
let's hope next year they have a they have a solution and uh we're we're not in a situation where we're talking about uh struggles at Mercedes again because I don't know what other option they'll have after this. What do you think? What's your take on this whole Merck uh change in leadership uh attempt um, here? Yeah, that's a good question. Um I don't know. I don't really like put too much thought into like these these sorts of uh, decisions or positions. Um, I feel like there's so much going on that we as fans just don't have any idea about. So like hard yeah. to really have a super informed opinion uh, of, uh, of that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's interesting. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, one thing that I saw over the break that I was, I found pretty interesting. I'm not sure what I think about it. Not sure how much I believe it. Apparently there are some quotes and I tried to find them, but I couldn't. Um, George Russell made some comments that they've made more gains over the this short three-week break than they did over last winter in terms of the car. feel like that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I, I mean, kind of like he's saying well, that the development of the car to... is moving along. I don't know what yeah, to think about is it. Is he talking in Because to say more gains than last things, summer, right? like that car is already like eight or nine times faster than last year, right? So if you're saying more gains than that, then you just made the car another second faster. Like, I don't actually believe that. But, like, I, the, I think his I point is that the car is improving. I don't know. Which yeah, I guess the, the car started from zero. Mm-hmm. If you made nine second gains on a, on a car that's at 10, uh, you're, you're, you're again to 10.9, right? Uh, but if, if a car is at zero, has nothing, and you make... You make two 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 seconds gain. You probably you know made more gains than you made over the winter break, right? That's kind of how I yeah. read that. Uh, it's a new concept. It's it's in that quote unquote. Don't 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 get mad at me here, Mercedes fan. Forty correlation wind tunnel majiggy that you're using. Like like unless I see this thing on track, like quick like i'm not listening to anything coming out of mercedes that tells me they have a fast car yeah that was kind they of told their fans they had a faster car uh during the winter break that they're going to change the color it's going to come back black back in black it's going to be this whole adele remake it's going to be spicy it's going to be fast and that's this is what they gave so going two weeks taking two week break and then coming online to say Yo, you. This is gonna be off the chain. Like all like, of our problems are sorted. It's like I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you may have improved yeah, on some, but I don't. Now. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, no. I'm not gonna believe you until you show I'm me. Not, <laughs> yeah, no. Like I'm not gonna put a bet on you for this race. Like I, I'm a gambling man, but like I don't want to put my chips on Mercedes anymore, man. You, you get burnt once. Uh, you learn your lesson. You get burnt a second time you haven't learned your lesson. And if you're willing to get burned a third time, dude, you're just giving money to charity at this point. Anyways, <laughs> that's, that's me getting upset. So I'm not listening to George uh, until I see them uh, winning a race and they can prove me wrong at that point. Um, but yeah, that's my little Mercedes right there. Okay. Sorry, Mercedes fans. I'm one, of, I'm, I'm one of the crew. I'm a fan as well. But at this point... Uh, the investment theory doesn't hold. <laughs> right. The thesis is broken. 
<laughs> yeah, it's broken. Uh, but yeah, what else is what else do we have? We have. Uh, I'm gonna have to go all the way to the back of the grid now. Um, and I'm going to Haas. Have you heard the news coming out of Haas? I don't think I've and heard. Nikita Mazepin. What is he like trying to sue them or something? Ah, uh, Nikita's back again. In what capacity? This dude. This dude was a DJ. Last I heard, he was like oh, starting yeah, his DJ I heard that. career. He started his DJ career somewhere in Moscow, living the dream. I don't know if he's gained how many pounds he's gained or whatever. But all of a sudden, he's trying to sue uh, Haas to lift the sanctions or whatever it is to get his seat back. Okay. Like, bro. That's ridiculous. I know you got money. It's like even, okay, sanctions but, came into play as he lost his seat. Like, okay, so he had the seat when the sanctions were announced. But, like, as time progresses, things change. And now Haas doesn't have two pay drivers. They have two, like, pro drivers that they pay. So, like, there's no seat for you, Nikita. Even if you weren't sanctioned and lost your seat through sanctions, you just lost it at the end of that season. And now they'd have two drivers that they actually pay who are actually good. Like, he had his chance. He was terrible. Like, I don't think we need him back in F1. I remember him getting lapped by by Schumacher. Like, he was that bad. I did, I did see a meme, though, that I thought was fantastic. And uh, the, the punchline was basically Nikita Mazepin's getting into DJing, so now he can put all his spinning skills to good use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah, that was a good one. But like, dude, like, let it go. This F one boat has sailed. You know, uh, there's better drivers that that you know got their chance, didn't stick around. Like Daniel Kvyat was a fantastic driver. He's still driving in other series and still doing well. Like he's still getting allowed. He's get he's doing fantastic. He's getting invited to drive at places. You know, he went through the whole Red Bull program. Like. <sighs> How hard is it to just put in work, man? Yeah, and, I mean, and, I don't know. And to earn it. I don't I don't uh, think his lawsuit going is going anywhere. I don't think even if even if there was no political issues at play, like I don't think we'd ever see him in a Formula One car again. Um yeah, he just he wasn't a very good driver. He paid to be there, he paid to develop the car and as soon as they didn't need that from somebody, they got a couple of drivers that actually knew how to drive and they moved on. As yeah, you'd expect, dude, like, like they're, it's a business. It's not a charity. I mean, no, you know, the sport is growing. There's sponsors now. Haas isn't struggling. You know, Gunter can write a book. Have, did you buy the book yet? We should buy the book, man. <laughs> we should. No. Surviving to Drive. I think I need that book. I need that in my collection. I haven't bought it I yet, but I, I see think... what he did there. I like that title. Yeah, he's a smart guy. He's very, it's very marketable. I wish I could meet him someday, man. I'd have so many questions for Gunter, man. You met, you met he's Horner. Why? I'm sure you can meet, meet him one day. Yeah, I'll figure out a way. I'll figure out a way to meet Gunter. Hor- I gotta Horner go to Miami, seems like a more difficult person to meet than than Gunter. So, oh, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll keep trying. And uh, Gunter is uh, next level, though. I'll keep trying. He's a he's a uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's a legend. I I, I love the dude. Uh, 
but I don't think Mick Schumacher does though. <laughs> Probably Mick not. is still upset. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm not gonna open that can of worm. Uh, I'm gonna move on. Just talking about lawsuits. Did we talk about Felipe, baby? Yeah, let's talk about it. Ah, oh, oh, Felipe. All, Felipe. All I'm going to really say about that is I feel bad for him. <laughs> it's not a great situation to be in. It's definitely unfortunate. And I'd be pissed if I were him. But it's it's a result that happened 15 years ago. And like we can't rewrite history every time we find out about a decades-old scandal. What I find funny in this situation is the guy that 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 lit up the situation, Bernie Ecclestone? Oh, of course. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere, right? The cartoon villain and of that one. He's like, I need, I need something to draw attention here. Like, yo, Felipe, come here. Let me tell you a little secret. <laughs> Do you remember wait? Do you remember Fernando Alonso? Yeah, that dude. Do you remember the crash gate? Do you remember Nelson Piquet Jr.? Oh, we knew about it. Like we totally knew about it. And we let and when and because we knew we should have, you know, annulled that race, but yeah, we didn't. So and the only reason we, we did that was because if by the end of the season uh we gave the award ceremony, it's done and dusted. You can't go back and argue. So but now I'm gonna tell you, well, you do whatever you wanna do with it. God, dude, bro. <laughs> He's such a troll. Isn't... <laughs> such a troll. Legendary. Like, there's no reason to do that. Just create chaos just because. Yeah, because you can, man. Because even, you're if all, even if all of that's true, and it's coming from Ecclestone, so who knows? He could say literally whatever he wants. Like, it doesn't have to be tethered to the truth at all. But even if it is true, like, yeah. what? why say it? Just, it's over. Just don't say anything. He's, it's 15 he's, years ago. He said... He said him and, and the other uh, FIA president at the time, Max Mosley, were both aware. And, and nobody can question Max now. Max, Max been dead, guy. Like, how can, who's going to, like, say Max knew or didn't know? Like, wh- where is it written? I don't know. Like, how old is he? Ecclestone? How old is he? Like 150? Yeah. You have the Google machine on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Tell look me. it up real quick. <laughs> he's old. Like, I think he's close to 100, though. Like, like I think he's in his 90s. I, mean, I bet 94. He lives forever. He said he would take a bullet oh, for Vladimir Putin. So if anybody shoots at Putin, <laughs> Bernie ain't going to be living that long. <laughs> he's 92. He's 92, bro. 92. Insane. And still trolling. I could see I could see Fernando down the road doing something similar to Bernie. Just like gaslighting F1 every single occasion that he gets. Oh man. I heard he had a kid at like 80 something or 70 something, like really old. He had a kid. Like at a very old age. But anyway, that's that's a that's a separate topic for another day. We could have a whole Bernie Bernie episode here, but yeah, he's he's a legend. You know, he's done a lot for the sport, but yeah, at some point you need to move on, uh, and uh, and s- stop doing stuff like one this. One of my man. favorite, so, uh, one of my favorite Bernie comments ever is like, "Oh, fans seem to like wet races. How about we turn the sprinklers on?" 
You can't make it up, right? <laughs> well, hey, it's just sticking outside the box, man. You know, give give the people what they want, you know? So right. if uh you can't get you, what track never gets rain? Let's like a Kabar rain or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Just so good. Imagine <laughs> turn out all the sprinklers. Oh, let's see who wants to play DRS chicken. <laughs> Plus that one uh, in Bahrain, that corner right before the that DRS straight, kind of in the middle sector. Like that's super hard already. Yeah. Imagine soaking that thing down. It's super hard when it's never wet ever. <laughs> Imagine it's gonna be full sand. People soaking it with water and then trying to <laughs> trying to make that corner. Well, I, hey, it's an idea, man. If uh, Formula One, if you're listening, we just got a great idea for you based on, you know, feedback from Bernie and the fans. Based on ideas, <laughs> should try ideas Bernie's already proposed. <laughs> we propose now to have a race in the wet in Bahrain. Think about it. All right. Oh, man, it's been a fun break, man. It's been it's been full of ups and down. We missed F1. We even watched Formula E. Did you watch the race this weekend? I did, and I saw I saw the protesters, though. That was hilarious. So, so this is the question I have for them. I wake up, crack of dawn, right, in New York to watch a race, and then I get a six-minute delay. Because some people are protesting. Like, what are they protesting? Like, they're saving the planet. Dude, this is Formula E. Yeah, they're pro- it's not gas. They're climate activists protesting the only racing series that doesn't use fossil fuels, basically. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. What what are we doing? It's like, like I don't know. People. I maybe I don't know what their think, argument was specifically. Maybe, you know, the, the the tires might not be great for the environment, whatever. But like if you're gonna protest the racing series, like maybe pick one that like burns a lot of fuel. Probably worse for the environment than one that doesn't. (laughs) Like, you picked the wrong place. And I heard, I read somewhere briefly about, you know, potential, uh, you know, situations like this happening in Monaco in a couple weeks because the French are, like, upset about... They got... their, Their retirement age got pushed up. So they're not happy. They don't want to work that much. I don't even think it's it used to be sixty five. Don't quote me on this. I know they don't they don't work that much uh, usually, uh, but it got pushed back. Uh, so now they're upset and they're they're saying that there might be there could be some uh, protest in Monaco. So I'll, I'll, we should keep an eye out for that. But yeah, I don't know why people protest at racetracks. Like it's dangerous already. Like. Those 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 weirdos that went on track in in Australia before doing like the cool down lap, not cool at all. Uh, you know, it's these cars are going super fast. I don't know if you've seen them. If you're at the track, you probably saw them go around. Like they don't have enough time to dodge you, man. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get. I don't know if you're gonna survive a, a shunt like that. You know, you're putting the driver at risk. You're putting other fans at risk. You're putting yourself at risk. I, I can go on forever, man. But yeah, let's let's not I, do that I anymore. Mean, I would agree. Don't don't protest at racetracks. It's dangerous. Yeah, like, 
it's it's do it peacefully somewhere else outside the track. Do it, yeah, or at banners, stay or at some park somewhere. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll get, you can come over to my place. I'll buy some beer. We'll talk. We'll talk it we'll out. Get a megaphone. You know, we'll buy some beer. <laughs> Drink some vodka. We'll, we'll hash it out. Like nothing. We'll settle this guy. Like. We don't need you to ruin my my race. Anyway, but all, other than that, it was a fantastic race. Um, beautiful, beautiful. They were playing. They were playing slipstream chicken the whole race. Nobody wanted to lead the race, so I think on the Saturday race they had like 130 overtakes. Whoa, it's <laughs> a lot of overtakes. And on Sunday, yeah. Those Sunday, races are a lot shorter than a, than an F1 Grand Prix too, aren't they? Like, yeah. Like aren't they like an hour yeah, hour are, long? Yeah, yeah, they're not so, that long. But uh, they're, 130 they're, overtakes in an hour is crazy. Sick. Hey, well, they, they get that that ultra boost, whatever it is, where they you have to leave the track and go through this boost thing that gives you extra kilowatts for a couple for a couple minutes, or so you have four minutes of that, so you have to go do it twice. Uh so yeah, that shuffles up the grid quite a bit. But no, it was a fun race, fantastic race both times. So if you're not watching Formula E, my friends, you're missing out. And I highly recommend you get on that train because it, it is exciting. Anyways, that's a little uh, parenthetical right there for Formula E. Love it. Um, what else did you do during I the break? A, I, sticking on Formula E for, for 20 more seconds. I had a blast yeah, well, when we went to that race in Brooklyn last year. Um that was epic. I had a great yeah. time. Yeah, I remember that. We got a lot of beer. We 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 had fun. We did some sim. A lot of carnage um, too. It started pouring on the last lap. Oh. Remember? Yes, it was beautiful. Yeah, that was the Saturday race. And then within a lap, um, the track was flooded. Yeah, and then everybody was like aquaplining. And just yeah, like, I it think was it was the car shot. that was in like fourth or fifth position was the first car to actually make that corner at the end of the straight. <laughs> yeah, everybody else just went everybody straight into the wall. They had just done a lap. It was bone dry. This time they're coming around and like it's liter- the track's literally mm. flooded. Like they had zero chance yeah. of making that corner. Dude, that's why I guess that's why they're not coming back to New York this year. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> No, no, that's not it. There, there's some construction at the at the the docking at the docks in Brooklyn, so they they moved it to uh, I think it's Indiana or something, right? Or okay. I don't know where in the middle of somewhere in America. It's like the weekend after the Canadian Grand Prix or something. Uh, okay. I wish I could go, but it's not in New York anymore. So I don't know. I've been spending a lot on these races. I need to <laughs> save some money, bro. Going broke here. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you haven't watched a Formula U race, highly recommend. They're going to be in the U.S. If you can make it, if it's close to you, please go and check it out. It's fantastic. Even in Berlin this weekend, it was packed. I think they're 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 enjoying a lot of – even they, they did it right in the middle, right before the end of spring break for Formula 1. I think that attracted a few more fans to come. And watch the race, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't miss it, uh, and I hope everybody can get on this and 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 watch the race as well. 
Ah, uh, five races in six weeks, man. Are you ready? This week is the start of uh, a painful six weeks ahead. I'm excited. Ooh. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Are uh, you sure you're excited? We have we'll have Baku this weekend. We're gonna spin right into uh, Miami, take a break, and then we're gonna go back to Europe, and we're gonna go to. Imola, I believe, and then Monaco or Monaco, Imola, and then Spain. I think Spain is the last in the series. But like in the course of six weeks, we have five races with a break between uh, the U.S. Grand Prix and and Imola. So we got a 7 a.m. start time Sunday. You know what? That's just going to destroy my my workout, my my mid-year... Uh, workout decision to get back in shape for uh, for winter. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, it was I'll, I'll try to do my best. I don't know. Man, they take a toll on you, these F1 races. Can you imagine we have 24, 25 races next year? That's oh. wild. Yeah. What do you think is a good number? I don't know. I, I just can't make up my mind. When, when we had the spring break, I wasn't happy. But now I'm like frustrated just... I don't. I don't think the right number is much higher than uh, than what they're kind of proposing. What What are they saying it's going to be next year? Twenty five. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been hearing all sorts of rumors. Twenty four. China comes back. There's demand. You want to take it to Africa? You want to take it to more places in Asia? I don't know. I heard they're trying to coordinate <sighs> the schedule uh, so they. It's kind of like. F1 like sticks to a similar region and then like moves on to the next region rather than going from like Australia to Saudi Arabia to, you know, back and forth across the globe. That would be, that would be convenient. Which makes a lot of sense too. In the age of the cost cap, like, all right, let's try to maybe be a little bit more efficient on like all of the, the traveling that these teams do instead of having them go all the way back send everything back in between like maybe just do like a little asia tour a little european tour and a little america's tour yeah i'm all about the bundle packs and like it's net zero esg man you know i'm all about it man so yeah it's better for the climate and then also like it's the cost cap era it's going to cost them less money if you're shipping it in a more logical efficient you know pattern Maybe that's all we need to have the climate guys off our backs. Maybe. Yeah, we didn't think about it. We need to. We need to get Bernie on this to kind of, kind of sell this stuff. I and one. I, I couldn't imagine what he'll his, listen to. Her. I couldn't imagine what his reaction would be. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, fantastic. It's gonna be great. We're gonna hate it, but we're gonna love it. Um, uh, a lot of action. That's. That's what we need. We're going to see some shake up. We're going to come back, do our usual uh, race recap, race preview. Uh, I think this week I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on doing it um, Saturday after the sprint, just because there's no, there's no real correlation between uh, Friday quality and, and the sprint. It's like a separate event. Uh, I don't think I want to record on Friday evening, man. I'll be tired and probably won't be done with the data, but probably looking at a Saturday afternoon for the first recording. And then we'll do our recap as usual on Sunday or early next week. Cool. 
Sounds good All to right. me. All right. And well, we did some partying too, though, during the break. Forgot to point that out. Sure. You came out. You did a bit more than I did. Guys. Yeah, you could. You were. You had family in town. You had to do the tourist thing. Uh, I was around. I had nothing to do. Uh, so I took. We took a few guys out. We had fourteen guys at Oakland Valley Race Park. We had uh, race format. Uh, we had fun. It was. It was. It was beautiful. That was yesterday. Uh, we had a little bit of drizzle on track. We had. We did practice, quality, sprint, and a race. So, and guess who won? Sha. Yo, man, you you underestimate me like that. Well, I, I had. A, I, I, I knew you were gonna say you because nobody says guess who won like that unless they're talking about themselves. <laughs> I'm full of it, right? <laughs> Let me rub it in for for once. I've been I've been I've been trying to beat Sha. For those who don't know, Sha Sha is one of our buddies. Been carding since he was a kid uh super quick guy love him we should get him on the on the episode on one of these episodes one day he's really brilliant f1 knows a lot about f1 uh i steal some of his ideas sometimes but don't tell him that uh but yeah really quick guy uh we went to oakland valley a few weeks ago right yeah two you, weeks ago. myself and shah yeah and uh i spun around shah won the race and uh I told him I wanted a revenge, and I think this week I got my revenge. Uh, I won the sprint and the race, and took him out in in quality too. Nice. Sha, I'm putting you on blast, man, but I had to, man. I got to enjoy my first victory. But anyways, yeah, that was the extent of our spring break. Uh, but yeah, excited to be back. Any parting words, my friend? Um, Not particularly. Have a good week. Good to be back, uh, and excited for the race this weekend. Well, you didn't tell me where you're going to be watching the race. That's the thing, man. It's so early. If I can get up in time and maybe like get an Uber to get there by the time it starts, I'll watch it at Fela. But like 7 a.m. is a bit rough. Might might just watch it at home. <laughs> you're not going to make it? I got a reservation for you, bro. All right. I'll be there. Spot for you. That was a tough sell. You'll be there? Yeah. Jaeger. I got, I got a Jaeger waiting for you, too. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I know you like that. All right, so I'll see you on Saturday. Uh, I'll be there for Saturday uh, quali uh, sprint race for sure. Nine a.m. You can make that one. Nine thirty, um, I think. I'll be at Faith. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be I'll be at Fela for that, and I'll be there on Sunday as well. So if you can come by, say hi, uh, and hang out with us and watch the race with us, that'd be that'd be cool. We always like to to make new friends. So let us know. Yeah, come say hi. All righty. Love you guys. Cheers. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.